I think we can all agree that learning is more fun when you do it with friends, right? So if one of your summer goals is to learn more about the science of reading and how to incorporate it into your classroom, then let me invite you to join our free summer book study. During the month of June, we are going to be hosting a free book study for teachers just like you, where we are going to work our way through the book, Shifting the Balance, Six Ways to Bring the Science of Reading into Your Upper Elementary Classroom. And we'd love to have you join us. We're going to read one chapter a week. And inside our book study Facebook group, you're going to get to participate in things like our weekly Facebook Live, discussion posts. You're going to get some really awesome freebies and the chance to win some stellar prizes. All of this is going to help you align your instruction with the science of reading next year. It's going to be fun. And even if you don't think you'll have time to read every single chapter, still consider joining. You're going to get a lot out of the group, even if you don't have time to read the entire text. So I hope to see you this summer where we can all learn alongside each other. You can sign up at stellarteacher.com slash bookstudy. That's all one word, stellarteacher.com slash bookstudy. And I'll see you inside our group. You're listening to episode five of the Stellar Teacher Podcast. Teaching literacy is tough. It takes time, knowledge, practice, and a ton of effort to be good at it. But with the right tools and strategies, you can be not only good, but great. Amazing. I'm talking off the charts impactful. Hey, I'm Sarah Marie, a literacy specialist with over a decade of experience working as a classroom teacher and school administrator. So I know firsthand just how hard it is to find high quality resources that are not only engaging for students, but will actually get the job done. Each week on this podcast, I'll be sharing meaningful, no fluff lesson ideas and strategies that will take you to the next level of your teaching career. So are you ready to feel confident in your abilities to truly grow your students as readers and have a little fun while doing it? Let's dig in. Hey guys, I am super excited to be back for another week of the podcast. And today's episode is one that I am really excited to record because I feel like it connects really well to what we were talking about last week, which if you missed that episode, it was all about effective comprehension instruction. And so today I wanted to talk specifically about how you can use strategy groups to boost your students' comprehension. I think that strategy groups are really one of the most underutilized yet most effective instructional strategies that we can use to help our students become more confident in their ability to use comprehension strategies during their independent reading. And really, that's our goal is to give students the tools that they need to feel like they can be confident and independent readers. And so I feel like most things in my teacher journey, I started doing strategy groups kind of accidentally, or at least I didn't really know that what I was doing was a strategy group. When I was teaching fourth grade, I taught at a school that spent about the six weeks leading up to state testing really focusing on test prep. And we gave our students what we referred to as prescription packets. And really what we would do is we would look at their 
you know, end of year or their most recent assessments, or we would give them a practice test and we would figure out what their strengths were, what areas they needed to improve on. And we really tried to give them only practice on the things that they needed to work on. So not every student in my class was working on the same skills or strategies leading up to the state test. And I don't really love test prep, but I figured this was actually probably the most effective way to do it because students were only working on things that would benefit them. And so one day when we were working on our prescription packets, we had a little extra time. And, you know, I just basically told my students, if anyone feels like they need help with answering thinking questions, bring your passage and come on down to the carpet. And I had four students come, and they were all reading different passages, and they all had different questions. And we just had a conversation about what it means to answer a thinking question, and how do we know if a question is a thinking question. And in our class, we referred to a thinking question as really any question that students couldn't find the answer directly in the text. And so we talked about it for a few minutes as a group, and then we had students work on their, or I had students work on their own passages, and I was there to guide them and answer any questions that they had, but they just spent a little bit of time working independently right in front of me. And then after 10 minutes or so, they went back to their desks. And I realized that this actually worked really well because I could provide focused attention to more than one student at a time. And so I continued to use this strategy group, if you will, during the rest of our test prep. And then over the summer, I was always researching and looking for new ways that I can improve my instruction. And so I realized that strategy groups was actually a form of small group instruction that I could incorporate into my reading block. So I did a bunch of research on what strategy groups were and how to run them really effectively and smoothly. And then the next year, I made them an intentional part of my reading block. So For those of you who maybe aren't familiar with strategy groups, what is a strategy group? Well, it is a small group of students. I usually try to keep mine between four and six students. And the focus is to provide instruction on a specific reading strategy. And the small group instruction is really short. It's just eight to 10 minutes. And the ultimate goal is to help students apply that strategy to their independent reading. So a lot of times, students will bring their independent reading book to a strategy group, and then they practice applying it right there in front of me, and I can give them the support that they need. So I'm sure maybe you're listening and you're thinking, well, it's a small group. They're short. Students are reading books and applying strategies. How is this different from guided reading? Well, it's different in a couple ways. First of all, strategy groups aren't leveled. So the idea is is that you can be working with students from a variety of levels. And the the thing that they share in the group is the fact that they're working on the same strategy. They're working on trying to apply the same strategy. And another difference is, is usually in a strategy group, students aren't using the same text. So in a guided reading group, you usually have a shared level text that you discuss as a group over a couple meetings, and then you move on to the next text, and it's pretty consistent. But With a strategy group, students can bring their own independent reading texts, or they can use a text that's at their own independent level, and they practice practice applying the strategy regardless of what their neighbor is working on or what their neighbor is reading. And another thing that's really, I guess, unique about a strategy group is it's just a one-time meeting. And so it's not a group that will consistently meet. 
While you might pull strategy groups consistently, each time you pull a strategy group, you will have different students. And it's all dependent upon what they need and what they need to practice. So strategy groups are a really great way to provide responsive reading instruction. So another question that teachers have a lot when it comes to strategy groups is, how does a strategy group fit into my reading block? So I like to think, or I like to plan my reading block to where it includes a variety of instructional routines and structures that are really going to help students learn, practice, and apply reading skills. So we have whole group, small group, independent conferences, and think of it as your whole group mini lesson is the time that you are modeling, introducing, and teaching skills for the very first time. And then you might have guided reading groups or Maybe you are using book clubs and you want to continue to model and teach the same sort of skills, but it's in small group. And then maybe you are doing independent reading conferences, and this is when you're checking in with students independently and you're seeing if they're able to apply those skills to their independent reading texts. And I like to think of strategy groups as a way for you to fill in the gaps of everything else that you're doing during your reading block. So If you give a mini lesson and you noticed you had a student or two that really struggled to grasp and understand that concept, you could pull them to a strategy group. If you're working in a guided reading lesson and most of the students in that group are really understanding it and they're progressing and they're growing, but you have one or two students in your small group that just aren't catching on to the the lesson or the skills quickly, you can invite that student to a strategy group. And maybe you're checking in with students during independent reading conferences and you realize that Even though the student has a good understanding or they're growing, they might have one specific skill or strategy that they struggle with. And again, invite them to a strategy group. So a strategy group is really just another form of small group instruction that allows you to provide intensive support on a reading strategy that your students might have missed at some other point in your reading block. So maybe you're thinking that sounds really great. How do I get started with strategy groups? I've never taught them before. So it's really quite simple to start with a strategy group. All you have to do is pick a time in your reading block where you have 10 to 15 minutes that you can dedicate and commit to a strategy group. And maybe depending on how long your reading group is, you realize that you don't quite have enough time for a guided reading group, or maybe you only want a conference two or three days a week and you have kind of some extra time. And so you're just going to say, for the last 10 minutes of reading workshop, I'm going to do a strategy group. Or... You can also pick a time to do strategy groups that are outside of your reading block. I always had, we kind of had a long chunk of time in the morning where students were trickling into the classroom and students were eating breakfast and they were doing their morning work, but most of my students would show up right away in the morning and I couldn't technically start my instructional day until, you know, 20 minutes later. But I decided, you know what, let me pull a strategy group during this time and I can meet with students who get to school early and I can provide a little extra support. So if you have extra time, whether it's during a transition or maybe you come back from specials and you have a little bit of time before you go to lunch, you can always squeeze a strategy group in to any part of your day. Basically what you want to do when you're trying to figure out who do I pull to my strategy group, you just pay attention. And during the week when you're doing your mini lessons or your guided reading or conferences, just Look for students who need a little extra help with a certain reading skill 
or strategy. Maybe they can explain it to you and they understand what that skill or strategy is, but they can't really apply it to their independent reading. Or maybe you realize that they're missing a prerequisite skill that they need to have in order to be successful with something that you're currently teaching. So whatever it is, if you've just noticed that there's a handful of students that need help with something extra and you just don't have the time, whole group or small group, to give to those students, form a strategy group with them. So you can invite students to come to a strategy group. They can be from all different levels. So you can have a student who's on a level Z and a student who's on a level K. They can be in the same strategy group if they're both working on the same skill or strategy. And students can bring their own text and try applying it because remember, the goal is not for them to share a text experience. It's for them to have a conversation and see a model of a specific strategy that they can apply to their own text. And you might realize that you will have some students that come to just one strategy group. You might have students that never need to come to a strategy group. And you might have students that regularly come to your strategy groups. But that's the beauty of it is that they are designed in such a way to where you can meet your students' exact needs. And it's okay if you have some students that never need a strategy group lesson. And it's okay if every single week you have the same student that comes to the strategy groups, but it's going to be different because every lesson is going to be focusing on a different skill or strategy. So um, they are pretty simple to do. Uh, Another thing that I like to do when it comes to scheduling or kind of setting up my strategy groups is, and I would usually do this on Fridays, but I would let my students know at the beginning of the week if I knew we were going to be working on a comprehension skill or strategy that was really particularly challenging, like summarizing or determining importance or even, you know, looking at text structure, whatever it was, I would tell my students, okay, on Friday, I'm going to be doing a strategy group on summarizing. If you think this is something that you would benefit from, you can sign up for one of the spots. So Sometimes I would invite students to come to the strategy group, but other times I would let students know this is the the strategy or the skill that I'm going to be focusing on. If you think you need help with that, you can come and join me. And I think when students have the choice to come and join a strategy group, it can really empower them to be able to self-monitor their own comprehension and they can decide, you know what, I feel really confident or you know what, that's something I need help in. And so I'm going to take the steps I need to take to improve and going to a strategy group can be one of those. So you can invite students and you can also leave it open to where students can decide if they want to join your groups. So when you actually get ready to start your strategy group, I want you to think of the four T's. And during every single strategy lesson, you are going to target, teach, tackle, and transfer. So the first thing you're going to do is you are going to target a specific skill or strategy. And this literally should take one to two minutes max. Remember, the group is supposed to be short. And keep in mind that during a strategy group, you are never going to be teaching a strategy for the very first time. You are going to be reviewing something that you've taught in a previous mini lesson or something that you've addressed in a guided reading lesson or that you've already talked with students about in reading conferences. So this technically should not be the first time students are hearing about this strategy. And so all you have to do is simply name what it is you're teaching. Maybe you have an anchor chart that you can quickly review or a strategy card, and then you want to give purpose for the practice. Why did you invite the students to come to that? And maybe it's I've observed during our mini lesson that you had some questions or that you didn't quite understand, or I noticed during guided reading that you could use a little help with this. So we're going to practice this strategy together, and this is going to help you 
in whatever way. It's going to help you understand. It's going to help you apply other skills. It's going to help you with your response. So during the target, you're going to name the strategy and you're going to give purpose for the practice. Then you want to spend just one to two minutes quickly reviewing that skill. So like I mentioned in our previous episode, you want to make sure that anytime you are teaching a comprehension strategy, that you give students a process that they can apply independently. And so during this teach part, while you are going to maybe quickly model or review that strategy, you want it to be very quick and concise. So name the skill, define it, walk through the steps of what it looks like. And if you can provide a very quick model, I mean, you know, one or two sentences from a text or even reference back to the model that you use during your mini lesson, you really don't want the teach part of your strategy group to take more than two minutes. So you have to be really concise during this part of your lesson. And then the majority of your strategy group, the tackle part, really needs to be the bulk of your lesson. It should be around eight minutes, you know, seven to eight minutes. And you want to let students practice tackling the skill in their own text because that's when the transfer is going to take place. That's when students are going to feel confident when they can apply a specific strategy to something that they are reading. And so a lot of times I will invite students to bring their own text to the strategy group. And while we talk about it and introduce it, students will then get to practice it on their own. And during that time, I like to just quickly listen in or ask students, you know, where are you applying this or how are you applying this or what's the next step of the strategy? And basically, you are just there to provide guidance and support if your students need it or if you notice that they seem to be stuck or if they seem to be, you know, not quite applying the strategy effectively. You can probe them and challenge them to go a little bit deeper. Sometimes during this tackle phase, I like to use short texts or short task cards that all students can use because one of the challenging parts of if students bring their own independent reading text is that the text that they are bringing might not be the best text for them to apply that specific strategy. So if that happens, you can always have a short text on hand that students can apply that strategy to so that way they can, their practice, their tackling, if you will, is actually an effective part of the lesson. And then the very last step of a strategy lesson is for the transfer. And this is basically just a one-minute review. And this is when you want to prepare your students to apply the strategy to their independent reading without your support. So during the lesson, you are there to provide support and guidance, but you want them to do it without your support. And so quickly, just the last minute of your lesson, you want to review the process or the step-by-step guide students can take to apply that strategy Maybe you want to give them question stems that they can ask themselves during their independent reading, or maybe you want to remind them of a graphic organizer template they can create or use to help them apply that strategy. Basically, you want to give them the tools and a little bit of encouragement to where when they go back to their desks, they feel confident that they can apply that strategy without your help. So super simple. They should take anywhere from 10 to 15 minutes. And like I said, if you follow those four T's, the target, teach, tackle, and transfer, you will have a super successful strategy group. And the last thing that I hear from teachers a lot is just this question of, well, why should I incorporate strategy groups? I'm already doing guided reading. I'm already doing reading conferences. I already teach it once. Why do I have to do strategy groups? And you just want to think of it as it's another layer of support. When we are teaching reading instruction, we have to realize that not everything we do is going to help all of our students. And the more 
structures and routines we have in place, the easier it's going to be for us to reach all of our students. And so strategy groups are just another layer of support that you can provide students. And you might have some students that do really well with guided reading and reading conferences, but for some students, strategy groups might be the best way that they learn how to apply the skills. It just all depends on their their learning styles. Also, they're really quick and easy to implement. One of the things that I love about strategy groups, not to say that I was a lazy teacher, but sometimes I just didn't have the time to review the text and guided reading because there were so many groups and there's so many texts. And let's be honest, a teacher to-do list is really long. But with a strategy group, there's very little prep work that you have to do. Students are bringing their own text to the lesson. You've already taught this one time, so you should already have an anchor chart or a strategy card you can refer back to. So they're really quick and easy to implement. Another reason why I just love strategy groups and think they're so important is because it's a great way to provide intervention or really help students get to the point where they don't have to be in intervention. You can quickly address students' reading struggles before they become a huge roadblock to their reading success. As soon as you identify a student is struggling with something, you can address it and provide support in a strategy group. And so it's just a really great way to fill in the gaps during your reading block. So if you are not currently incorporating strategy groups, I really hope that you will consider adding them into your reading block this coming semester. And if you think that you're going to be implementing strategy groups for the very first time, then yay, I am so excited for you. I think you're going to love them. I'm going to go ahead and link to a few resources in the show notes that can help you get started. And one step further, if you are an upper elementary reading teacher and you're looking for really rigorous, meaningful resources that you can use not only in strategy groups, but in all other parts of your reading block, I want to let you know that right now, my reading membership site is open for a limited time for new members. And this is a membership site that I created for third, fourth, and fifth grade teachers. And it gives you access to a huge library of resources that really help you implement all parts of your reading block. So if you're looking for tools for strategy groups and pretty much every other part of your reading block, you might want to check it out. I will include a link in the show notes. And like I said, doors are open right now, but just for a limited time. And then finally, I hope that you plan on tuning in next week because it is going to be my very first guest episode. And we're going to continue this conversation about small group instruction during our reading block, which is so important. And it's an interview that I know you are really going to love. But you're going to have to tune in next week to find out who my very first special guest is. So until then, I hope you guys have a great week. Thanks so much for joining me today. If you enjoyed today's episode and are finding value in this podcast, it would mean the world to me if you subscribe and leave a five-star positive review. This helps me spread the word to more and more teachers just like you. Don't forget to join me over on Instagram at The Stellar Teacher Company. And you can also find links and resources from this episode in the show notes at stellarteacher.com. I'll see you back here next week.